If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I want to encourage you if you are someone right now who wants to put things out there, but the production value of it causes you to just not even create, dial it back, go to the absolute basics and remind yourself that it's not about the method. It's about the message. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. I was recently reading a post online about Barbara Walters, who is arguably one of the best interviewers in all history. And one of her favorite questions to ask people was, what is an unpopular opinion that you hold? And I kind of loved that because I think it's a really fascinating opportunity for people to share about maybe a countercultural or a counterintuitive belief that they hold that they believe enough to proclaim. And it kind of got me thinking, like, where in my business do I hold unpopular opinions or do I have maybe not so normal business practices that other people might judge? And I actually started creating a list and the list started to grow. And so today I'm going to break down the six unpopular opinions or business practices that I hold with confidence things that I often get teased about or I talk about with others who kind of scoff or maybe look at me with disbelief. And I'm going to break down why I stand behind the methods of my madness. So thank you, Barbara Walters, for this prompt. And let's dive on into some unpopular opinions and why I hold them. One of the best things about hosting the Gold Digger podcast is getting to chat with people who are experts in areas that I'm not, like the area of product-based businesses. I got to host a conversation with Jacqueline Snyder and Mina Kunlo-Sitep from the Product Boss podcast last year, and now I am so excited because they have joined me on the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. 
Take your physical product sales and strategy to the next level to create your dream life with a workshop style strategy hour of social media and marketing strategies so that you can up level as the boss of your business. If you love Gold Digger, I know you'll love the product boss. So tune in wherever you get your podcasts. When I graduated high school, one of my all-time favorite teachers, Miss Martha Vetter, who was my English teacher, gave me this little plaque and she had the most beautiful calligraphy writing. And she wrote that quote about marching to the beat of your own drum. It's always been something that I've done. It was something I was known for even back in high school of just kind of doing things in my own way and unapologetically. And it was crazy because when I was packing up our house to prepare for our move, I found that little plaque and it just made me smile of like, I've kind of always been someone who does things maybe a little bit differently or maybe a little non-traditionally. And that way of doing life has really helped me move through business in a way that might not be normal. So let's talk about some of these things that I do, some of these unpopular opinions or business practices. So the first one is this, not trying to be on all of the platforms or jumping onto the next new thing. It's really funny because I've been around the internet world long enough to watch things like Vine and Clubhouse. And what was that one live... Oh, Periscope, that live video streaming platform. It came and it went, right? And a lot of times I resist. I don't even join those platforms. I don't jump on them. In fact, my book publisher is very annoyed that I am not present on TikTok or that I'm not prioritizing YouTube. And it's really interesting to me because I love those apps. I think they're great. But I just know that like it's not a place where I feel inspired to create. And if I'm not inspired to create in a certain space, it's not going to be work that I love. And it's also not going to be work that I'm consistent with. I genuinely want to be really good at a few things. And I personally know where I've built my loyal audiences. And I also am super conscious of what my bandwidth is. Just yesterday, I got a DM in my inbox and it was like, some girl was like, hired this business coach and they're telling me I need to get on TikTok and I need to create YouTube shorts and all these things. But I thought you just said like, you just do like Instagram and Pinterest and your podcast really well. And that works for you. And that's how you grow your email list. And I was like, okay. And I just wanted to remind her like, you cannot be in all the places and do it well, unless you have a massive amount of support and a massive amount of content. You know, people often try to be in all the places, but they usually end up burning out or doing work that isn't actually tied to a direct result. If you think about it and you think about the fact that every single platform that you're on that you do not own, so it could be Instagram or Pinterest or TikTok or even a podcast, they all have these different algorithms. And if you want to become really masterful, you have to kind of understand what it takes to create and get your work seen and noticed. And as a reminder, we're not in control of those algorithms or those platforms, which is why it is so important that in the process of creating, you're thinking about how you're leveraging these different platforms to get people to a place where you do own and control, which could be a blog or a website or an email list. And so it's interesting and it might be unpopular, but I am just not someone that is going to jump to every single platform and try to master them all. I know that's not going to work for me. And I know that's not where I shine best. And so instead, I've always done things in a way of like, I want to get really masterful. I want to be super intentional. I want to be inspired. I want to have a strategy beyond just beating the algorithm. And that's how I want to show up. 
And so while yes, I know that maybe I could have success on TikTok or maybe I know that I could get subscribers on YouTube right now, I'm not called to create in those places. And I'm not going to jump ship on what has been working and what continues to work for me. And so maybe this is just your reminder of like, you do not have to show up in all the places. I would way rather have you show up in one or two places with intentionality, with creativity, and with a strategy that guides actual results beyond things like likes and followers. And so that's unpopular opinion number one. Unpopular belief or business practice number two is that I don't create a million new products every year. You know, it's really interesting. I was at a recent mastermind with my peers and I stood up in the room with all these brilliant people. And one of the things that I shared is that I want to go deep. I don't want to go wide in friendships, in relationships, and also in business. In fact, I am kind of on this mission right now of like, I want to simplify even more, which is saying a lot because I'm narrowing my offers even more. I'm getting crystal clear on what it is that I want to be known for, how I want to make an impact. Like I have not created a new course in three years because I want to focus on keeping my current courses up to date and fresh and transformative. I do not want to always be on the hamster wheel of making more. I want to make less, but with more intent, more strategy, more optimization, more personalization. Entrepreneurs often can create and launch, and then they just start creating the next thing instead of looking for opportunities to optimize and to impact. I see it all the time too, where people, they get so obsessed with the actual creation that they don't actually take a minute to say, okay, what worked here? What didn't work? How could I make this better? How could I do this differently next time? And maybe their launch didn't go the way they thought it would. And instead of actually inspecting the launch, they just scrap the product and move on to the next product. When a lot of times people don't even get to experience how incredible your product or your service or your offer is because of the marketing behind it. And so... I was asking my team, I was like, what are things that we do that might be different than other businesses? And one of the first things they said was, we're not constantly creating new products. In fact, we rarely create something new. We are constantly looking at how we can create a better flow and invitation to get people to enjoy the actual products. A lot of times the problem is not with the product. It's with the process around that product. And as entrepreneurs and multi-passionate people and creative people, we often forget that like we can look at that process and not scrap the product. And so for me this year and for the years past, I am not on a mission to create a bunch of new things. In fact, I will create very few new things. If any, I just want to keep making what I've already got even more epic and awesome and impactful. And so I hope that encourages you. Go deep, don't go wide. Another thing that often surprises people, and it's actually quite hilarious when I share about it, is I have very limited production value in my business. Very limited. For a reference point, I started my business uh, about 12 years ago, and I've never really had like a dedicated office space. I've never had a studio for my podcast. The other day I was recording a podcast with a guest and in the email we send out, we tell them, Hey, like it's audio only for the podcast, but they missed that part. So we log on in and get ready to record it. And they were shocked. They were shocked that I don't do video. They're like, I've never done it this way before. And let me say it here first. 
I really actually want to start doing things like video. Like it is something that I would love to do now that I have a quiet office space. But in the six years since I started my podcast, I've never done video interviews. My show has been recorded in closets and cars. Like I don't want to be on video sitting in the front seat of my car. I don't want to be on video sitting in a closet with like boxes that are titled like random crap that I never unpacked from four years ago. And so my show has always just been an audio first show. And I actually just love the simplicity around it. I'm not worried about what I'm wearing. I'm not having to get all dolled up. I'm not worried about what I look like. Like I have realized for me, it is not about the method. It is about the message. And if I get caught up in the method and the production value, I will never create anything because it's never going to look good enough. And it's interesting because I think that when I share about this, I have such conviction in it because I know that I can easily get caught up in the perfection of something to the point where that desire for perfection causes me to procrastinate. And that procrastination just means I'm never going to put anything out there. And so what I love about my podcast and the success that it's seen is that it has come with a very low production value. I do not have a producer sitting on my interviews with me. I have a very minimal podcast set up right now. I literally have a microphone and a phone box that I bought on Amazon. And it has never been about having this perfect production value. I was talking to a friend who for literal years, she has told me that she wants to have a podcast. However, She wants it to be like a talk show. She wants to have the perfect set. She wants to have camera guys there. She wants to have an audio engineer, all these things. And guess what? She's never once recorded a single episode because of the production value. And so I want to encourage you, if you are someone right now who wants to put things out there, but the production value of it causes you to just not even create, dial it back, go to the absolute basics and remind yourself that it's not about the method. It's about the message. In fact, something that's interesting is I've had courses that have sold, I've sold thousands of them. I've taught thousands of students online and never once in my course, do you actually see my face? It's not about me. No one needs to watch me sitting in a chair talking. I want to deliver the content. My courses are fluff free through and through. And when I tell people that they're like, wait, what? Like you don't get like a whole team to come into your house. Like you don't have a whole set. You don't have a script. You don't have a teleprompter. So no, I don't do any of that. Because if I would have done that, I would have never created the course. And it's not about any of that. It's really not. It's about getting people the systems and the content that they need to get the end result. It also has given me this freedom to constantly be updating my courses without requiring an entire team of people to have to come in order to update it. So it's kept everything super simple and streamlined for me, which is something I love about how I create. I've always been this way. And so I have very limited production value through and through. If you want to learn how to do things simply, learn from me. Because I am the person that is like, keep it simple, stupid. Like that is how I have created over the last decade and how I continue to create. And while I am excited to maybe explore different opportunities now that I'm actually going to have a quiet office that I can access any time of day, there's a part of me that's like, hey, why change? It's worked this far. And it has kept you in your lane of really focusing on the message and not the method. And so... I just want to encourage you there. It's not about the production value, baby. Get your content out there and change the world with it as simply as you possibly can. 
My team and I absolutely hit the ground running in 2023, and I feel like we're going along at a pretty good clip to start off the new year. One thing that is so important to me as a business owner and a leader of this small but mighty team is getting aligned on our shared mission and goals for the year. If you're the same way, HubSpot is a fantastic tool. With HubSpot CRM, you can keep your marketing, sales, operations, and service teams in sync on one powerful platform that grows with your business. Capture leads, boost sales, and engage customers all from one powerful platform. Tools like a unified contact record, help desk automation, and customizable reporting make it easy to unite your team around a single source of truth, which means you can spend less time managing your software and more time connecting with your customers. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better in 2023 and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash Gold Digger. Gold Diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Another unpopular opinion, belief, business practice is that I am not someone who is always striving for more. In fact, I am like on a year of less and I have been for the last few years. Last year, it was interesting. I did not set these massive targets for myself or for my business to hit. One of my best friends in business, you might know who I'm referring to. We talk daily and it's, we always giggle because she could tell me down to the last sale, like where she's at in terms of their goals, their projections, their profits. I could not tell you a damn thing about that. I love it because we balance each other so well. And oftentimes I'll just giggle because I'm like, I am not someone who sets these really rigid goals. It just, it doesn't inspire me, but it works for her. And I love that for her. You know, last year when I kicked off the year, I was on maternity leave. So I kind of missed that whole like annual planning energy. And what was really interesting is that we kind of moved through the year in a peaceful way, in a way that felt good. I didn't enter the year saying like, Q1 is this, Q2 is this, Q3 is this, Q4 is this. It was a very like organic approach to the year. And it was exactly what I needed as a mom of two. I didn't know what being a mom of two would be like, right? And so I had given myself kind of this like year of less and this year of like, yes, as in like, what is my best yes? And how do I want to move through that? And 
That might be some of the worst advice I could give some of you out there. Maybe you need that structure. But for me, it was beautiful. And what happened is at the end of the year, I was actually blown away to see what we had accomplished, especially because I had moved through the year in this pretty part-time way. Like I had a three-month maternity leave. I took a month off after my book came out and I kind of took December off in terms of packing for our house. And we did like a little family trip before the big move. And so when I looked at it, I was like, holy cow, like I had over a third of the year off and yet we accomplished so much. But I was even more proud that like last year was like this kind of peaceful pace. It was this very organic unfolding. And when I asked my team again, like chime in, like what are some things that we do that's different? Like I am not someone who is never satisfied. I am not always on this journey of more. I am not constantly competing with myself or others. Like I am good and it feels so good. And sometimes I question like, is my ambition broken? Like, like did the achiever in me die at some point? But I have learned to like love this feeling of enoughness and peace. And I think that what often accompanies that is this ability to be present for my life, to be awake to my life that is unfolding. And it's just different. And I used to always be someone who wanted more and more and more. And when I look at like what that historically brought me, it was burnout. And I just am in a place in my life where I don't do burnout anymore. I can't afford to do burnout. I can't be burnt out for you, for my business, for my family. So like, I just don't do that anymore. And if we talk about that rat race for more, like what I want more of is peace and ease and presence. That's what I'm after. It's not more things or more money. And so what's really interesting is from a business standpoint, I've intentionally built my life and my business in a way that allows me to not always have to be chasing. And it's just brought this like level of abundance in a way that maybe isn't as impressive in terms of spreadsheets or numbers in a bank account, but it is this feeling that is so invaluable that I wish I could bottle up and give to everyone out there. And so my unpopular belief that I hold is that it's not always about more, that less has unlocked a different sort of life for me, and that I'm not out there competing with anyone or myself and who I was. I am out there just in pursuit of a life that feels good. And so my business these last few years, specifically, especially as a mom of young kids, is just like this more organic unfolding because I want my business and the way that I approach it to feel good and not just look good or not just produce well. The fourth unpopular opinion, Miss Barbara Walters, is that I do not and have zero desire to have an enormous team. I do not have an enormous team of full-time employees. I will never forget this moment. It was a couple years ago. I was in this really unique place. I was achieving this kind of different level of success. And I was sitting with my friend, Russell Brunson, who I adore. He is like my marketing brother. We have this really cool relationship. I remember we're sitting at one of my favorite restaurants in my favorite hotel. And I was eating my favorite pancakes. And him and I were talking. He's like, tell me about your team. And I was like, oh, you'd never believe this. But we have like four employees, maybe like 10 people total when I look at contractors. And he's like, what? 
And he was telling me about how he had this, you know, he had this whole call center at one point, like he had hundreds of employees. He was like, man, like I miss those days. I would give anything to like, go back to like the simplicity of that. Like, I love that. He's like, there's so much like pressure of like knowing that like you have to pay, like you are responsible for feeding these people and their families. And like, man, like there's so much beauty in the simplicity of how you're doing business. And I will never forget that because it often reminded me of like how the grass is always greener, right? And it's funny because I have a lot of peers in my industry and they'll tout that they're leading teams of like 60 or 200 employees and they're proud of that. And I love that for them, but it is not for me. So my team currently is super small, but mighty. We have four employees on payroll, like on salary. And we have about five to six contractors that work on or in the business on a weekly or monthly basis. I honestly do not have any desire within me to create this massive team. In fact, it's like, we're kind of looking at some new hires that we're going to be doing because we're kind of shifting some positions around on my team. And there's a part of me that's like, I don't want more people. I don't want more people, but I know it's the next right thing. But like, what is crazy about my small team is that everyone has been with me for years, for years. So like I have people that have been on my team, I think for like seven or eight years. And then like my most recent hire was like three years ago. And so it's crazy because we have built this like family unit and being this small and mighty force. It is wild because people are just blown away. Like we are incredible executors. Our implementation skills are bar none. But the other crazy thing about this is I have literally not gotten to be with my team in person since 2020. When I look at it, there has always been, you know, obviously the pandemic. Then I had a baby. Then life was busy. Then we're moving. Then there's all these things. So like it has been forever since we have actually been in a space together. And in the whole history of my team, we have only been in person twice in the whole history of my entire team. So in a decade. Now, do I want to change that? Absolutely. But I want to give you some confidence that like you do not have to have this massive team to run a very successful company. And you also don't have to be in the flesh to do big things. It's so wild because we all work remote. We're spread out all over the country. And the fact that we are able to get so much done while also having so much peace and flexibility in our lives, it astonishes me. Something that's been really cool with my team is that we are a team of women and we have been like walking through life together. So literally today on Slack, we were sending pictures of our babies and talking about different childcare needs and talking about family and life and all these different things. And it's like, we have moved through life and different seasons of life. And honestly, the season of life that a lot of my team is in is we're in those early child rearing days. Like we are walking through the thick of raising young children And so what's been really interesting is I've really opened up these conversations with my team of like, hey, like if your needs change or if you need a different level of flexibility or something comes up with childcare, like how can we move through this in a way that allows the peace that we all desire? One of my team members who's been full-time about six months ago, we got on the phone. I remember this conversation. She was like, you know, I really love being a mom. And I really love the work I do, but like the dream would be to go part-time. And I was like, all right, let's dream it up. What does it look like? How do we do it? And now we're actually in this transition of getting her into a part-time position and transitioning her role. Because to me as a leader, I'm like, 
if there's a way to keep you and keep you happy and fulfilled and excited about the work you're doing, I'm willing to work with you to make that happen. Another team member who's been on salary was like, Hey, I have this dream of becoming a contractor because I want to, I want to have this vision. I'm like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What does this look like? Like I, as a boss, like I want to be there to support my team on this human level, not just on a business level. And so it's wild to me because I'm like, I would not have the capacity or the ability to do that if I had a team of 60 or a hundred employees. Right. And so it's just beautiful. I adore my team, you know, being with a bunch of my peers in the industry and just kind of hearing some of the struggles that they have with their team. I just feel so fortunate because I genuinely love my team and like we bring our best gifts to the table, but we also sign off and live hard. And I just love that about us. And so, you know, what we do running a multi-million dollar company with four employees and about five to six contractors, it's pretty astonishing. And I just want to share this unpopular opinion because I want you to know that it's possible, right? I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. 
Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash golddigger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Speaking of possibility, the final unpopular opinion that I have or maybe business practice is that I do not keep money a secret from my team. When we launch or sell something, they know every digit. They know how sales are going. They know what the business is bringing in. They know that where we're at financially. I have always been a super open book. And I love that. I love that about myself. In fact, sometimes I'm probably too much of an open book. I was on the plane the other day. I sat next to this random guy. We got to talking and pretty soon I'm telling him this story about how when we were 25 years old, we drained our bank accounts and here's what we bought this condo in Hawaii. And here's what we did and all these things. And I'm sharing all these details about my life and finances. But you know, to me that when we have these conversations, we unlock what's possible for people. We give them perspective. We paint the picture in a different way. I'll never forget one of my dearest friends, Amy Porterfield years ago, she did this podcast episode where she dissected one of her launches on air. And I will never forget that episode because she had done a million dollar launch. And I remember listening to that. And I was in this place in my business where I was like, you know, a six figure launch was just mind blowing to me. The fact that I hadn't even dreamed that seven figures was possible was just a symptom of me not even being exposed to the possibility. And I remember when Amy did that podcast episode, my mind was blown, but the bar was raised, not by like what I needed to achieve, but just knowing what was even possible. It's like the four minute mile story, right? You've all heard that story where it wasn't even possible. People didn't think it was literally humanly possible to run a four minute mile and someone did it. And once people saw that it was possible, all of a sudden a bunch of people broke that record in the next year. And so I do not believe that keeping money a secret, whether it is in a relationship with your team or even with your peers in the industry, I am very open about sharing numbers because I want to be a possibility painter for people. And I feel like being more transparent when it comes to that can really do that for people. I get in trouble sometimes for that because I love to share those types of details. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that was a taboo thing to say, but To me, it's like if I can unlock that possibility for someone else, just to know that maybe they can dream a little bit bigger, I will do it all day, every day. I love sharing those details and I love specifically doing it with my team internally. Like literally today, we have in our team Slack a rundown of where we're at in a launch. And I don't want to hide anything about our goals. I also don't hide our expenses. So I want my team to know like, okay, yeah, you see this really big number, but also here's what it costs us to do this. And here's what this looks like for the business. And here's where we're reinvesting into what we're building. And I just think it's important as a leader to do that. Like I want my team to buy into the goals and the vision. And if they don't know the outcome, it's really hard for them to get behind it. And I also want them to know what's possible and the role that they're playing in helping us reach those goals. And a couple things that this has unlocked for us as a team. I love to like give my team random bonuses. I love when I know that maybe like a team member has something going on in their life and I can add a little bit extra to their paycheck to help support it. Or I love when I can dream up ways for my team to collect a commission on something or get a revenue share or a spontaneous bonus. Like if I want this success for me, I also want it for them. And I think that that is just this theme when it comes to team. And so my team was like, we love that you don't keep those things a secret. 
because it really helps them buy into the vision and get excited about the end results and also see how those end results impact them on a personal level. So Barbara Walters, if you asked me my unpopular opinions, those would be it. And obviously just, I love those things about myself. I love that that is how I move through life and business and it works for me and it might not work for you. And I, I think that's awesome too. But I challenge you to think about how you can march to the beat of your own drum and listen to that rhythm of your own heartbeat and follow that. Because when I think about true alignment and excitement when it comes to business, so much of that is based on you doing things in a way that doesn't just look good to the world, but in a way that feels good for you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals and I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.